Welcome to the Global Taiwan Institute Community Launch Podcast and GTI Insights. My name is Marcia Borsoy-Kelly and I'm the Program Manager at the Global Taiwan Institute. Our first guest is Scott Harold. Scott is the Associate Director at the Rand Center for Asia-Pacific Policy, a senior political scientist at the Rand Corporation, and an affiliate faculty member at the Purdue-Rand Graduate School. He specializes uh, in foreign and defense policy in China, Japan, North and South Korea, and Taiwan. He's fluent in Chinese, and he just published a report co-authored with Lyle Morris and Logal Ma, which is titled Countering China's Effort to Isolate Taiwan Diplomatically in Latin America and the Caribbean, the Role of Development Assistance and Disaster Relief. This is a great report, and I recommend all our viewers to read it. So welcome, Scott. Welcome to GTI Insights, and thank you for being our very first guest. Thank you, Marcia. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so, looking at the report, um, can you give us the main conclusion and which one, if any, was the most su surprising for you and why? Sure. Um, so, I think first off, for your readers and your listeners to know, uh, Taiwan has 17 diplomatic partners remaining. It has lost uh, six in the last few years. And so, the basis for doing the report was to try to understand if China is going to target Taiwan's diplomatic relationships, what can Taiwan do to try to hold on to those? And so we were looking at a particular aspect of one tool that Taiwan can use, and that's its technical assistance and its disaster relief assistance uh, in Latin America and the Caribbean, an area where when we started the report, Taiwan had 10 diplomatic partnerships. It lost some during the writing of the report. Um, and we specifically focused on two countries, Honduras and Haiti. Um, one of the surprising things to me, not being someone who specializes in the study of Latin America and the Caribbean, was just how appealing Taiwan's own story is in the region. So Taiwan is seen as a hugely successful case of economic development, political development. Uh, its democracy and its liberal values are highly attractive in the region. And also Taiwan is exposed to many of the same threats that countries in Latin America and the Caribbean face, something I had not previously appreciated sufficiently. Uh, not only the natural disasters of earthquakes, which Taiwan and the region have experienced, we've seen most recently in Haiti, uh, but also Taiwan's exposure to typhoons and the region's exposure to hurricanes. So Taiwan actually has many, many things about it. It's economic and political values, but also it's ability to respond effectively to natural disasters that make it quite attractive. Uh, you asked uh, kind of the top line takeaways from the study. I think the first and foremost one is that ultimately Taiwan is not in a position through its aid and assistance alone to ensure or guarantee that it can hold on to its diplomatic partners. China has very deep pockets. Occasionally countries around the world that have recognized China de-recognize it even despite Taiwan's generosity. Um, with that said, Taiwan's generosity is certainly an important part of holding on to the remaining diplomatic partnerships. And so it's, uh, to use political science jargon, it's necessary to have that aid and assistance, but it's not sufficient. It alone will not guarantee that China won't either outspend it or that some political leader in one of Taiwan's diplomatic partners might come to office and decide that he or she wants to just change in another direction, uh, which then highlights the need for Taiwan to do, I think, do some additional things. Some of those, as we looked at them in the report, 
was to try to understand how the United States views this region and to try to synchronize or synthesize its own policies to be as integrated with U.S. policy toward the region as possible, to try to give countries in the region a sense that uh, the United States cares about Taiwan because Taiwan is helping to advance goals that the United States shares in the region, like lifting incomes, like uh, making the region more resilient to disaster or recovering if disaster strikes. Uh, U.S. officials who we talked to for the report were very, very firm in their belief that Taiwan was an important partner for the United States in this region, and they described a substantial elevation in U.S. domestic policymaking attention to Taiwan's role in this particular region. Of course, all of us who follow Taiwan-U.S. relations know that the relationship is in a very, very good place over the last uh, several years. Um, but in particular, I had not appreciated, and I, I think my colleagues also would say the same, uh, just how widespread that had been uh, within the policymaking bureaucracy to the point where um, different regional offices of the Department of State are increasingly paying attention to Taiwan's role in Latin America and the Caribbean. Um, and then kind of finally, uh, just as a, as a third takeaway, I think um, the, the need for continued attention, continued uh, attention meaning both in terms of senior presidential or high-level visits by Taiwan's officials as well as continued uh, use of aid and assistance, but also to attempt to bring additional tools in Taiwan's policy kit beyond just the uh, aid and assistance, uh, the technical assistance, the disaster relief to bear uh, probably is necessary. That was where our report was somewhat limited. We had the resources to look at one particular part of this, uh, but of course the government of Taiwan will have to look at what can they do using the full panoply of Taiwan's uh, toolkit, including perhaps uh, other aspects of economic relations, other aspects of diplomatic relationships, and other aspects of security partnerships. So that's kind of the starting point, and then we can, of course, delve in as you see fit. Sure. Kind of building up on what you just said, um, looking at both Chinese involvement in Latin America and Taiwanese involvement in Latin America, um, you specifically write uh, in your conclusion, and I quote, the Taiwan's approach to aid and development assistance is premised on working with empowering local communities, a development strategy that is historically different from China's infrastructure-centric assistance program. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, also in your report on page six, you also write, and I quote, the data shows that communities that have received aid from Taiwan have seen their agricultural output rise, food consumption and food security grow, uh, they've seen uh, income increase, resilience to flooding, earthquake, and extreme weather events improve, uh, and have recovered faster after disaster struck. So given this, and um, knowing that in 2018, the Chinese foreign minister uh, pretty much officially announced China's interest to extend the Belt and Road Initiative to Latin America, how do you think this will impact uh, Taiwan's development aid in this part of the world? Right. So I, mean, I think this is an important point. I'm glad you raised it, Marcia. Um, China's premier government policy is the Belt and Road Initiative. It's the signature Xi Jinping uh, foreign policy, the kind of counterpart to his uh, national rejuvenation uh, or, uh, or great return to great power status uh, that's domestically focused uh, as a message to the Chinese people. Uh, by contrast, Taiwan, which has a lengthy history of uh, supporting development, democratization, 
uh, disaster assistance and recovery in, in the region um, is not immediately launching new initiatives in Latin America and the Caribbean, whereas China is intending to do so and has announced, as you noted, the extension of the Belt and Road, which really uh, essentially goes everywhere now. As you know, it goes to the polar regions, it goes to the South Pacific, it goes uh, across Africa. They just found out a deal in Italy with it. Too. Yeah, so, um, so I think this is one area where uh, I suspect uh, Taipei will want to think about mm -hmm. its response carefully. Does, uh, does for example, uh, an extension of the global cooperation and training framework, uh, which we've now seen adding the uh, involvement of Japan, for example, and recently announced uh, focusing on uh, the South Pacific diplomatic partners. Uh, is there a role for GCTF to focus more on Latin America and the Caribbean uh, and bring those countries, for those of your audience who don't know the Global Cooperation and Training Framework, it's a, uh, an initiative between the U.S. Uh, uh, AIT uh, and Taiwan that brings in uh, representatives from countries that Taiwan has relations with brings them to Taipei, gives them a chance to see Taiwan, gives them an opportunity to experience U.S.-Taiwan partnership uh, and get some benefits to the, for their home country from that. Um, trying to extend that to uh, Latin American Caribbean could be one possible option. Um, the Probably the signature policy that President Tsai has pursued internationally is the New Southbound policy. At present, that does not focus on Latin America and the Caribbean. It's possible the government might want to think about looking at whether or not extending that out to include Taiwan's other diplomatic partners uh, would be an appropriate measure. Uh, and there are other alternatives, too, uh, that could focus on trying to leverage Taiwan's civil society, which, as you noted, one of the real differences between how China does development assistance and how uh, Taiwan does development assistance, China is essentially, we will come, we will build you something. It'll be a road, it'll be a port, it'll be an airport, it'll be a, uh, a soccer stadium. Uh, Taiwan's is much more focused at the community level. It's about improving overall health. It's about transferring skills. It's a partnership. Mm -hmm. Uh, and being sure to tell Taiwan's story in terms that are um, more textured and more tailored to local communities' needs. You know, China's answer to almost everything is, well, we'll build you a X, we'll build you a road, we'll build you a power grid, we'll build you a 5G network. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Taiwan's answer can be, let's help figure out what works for you and let's empower you through our partnership to get you to a point where you no longer have to see us as giving you something, but rather we're working together as partners. And I think that's a very attractive uh, model in, in most of the world, and especially in Latin America and the Caribbean, where um, for most of these countries, they are both poor and have felt uh, that they have to take and don't have an opportunity to be seen on an equal playing field. Taiwan, of course, experiences this itself because of China's isolation. Taiwan is in many ways the more empathic uh, uh, aid giver or aid partner. Uh, China is very much kind of the top down. Here we're up. here we are to rescue you or give you something. And I think that that doesn't build the same kind of warm feelings over time. Certainly in a moment of disaster, any aid is appreciated. And, and China should be praised if it gives aid in response to a disaster. Uh, but over time, Taiwan's approach is, I think, much more attractive uh, for its empowerment and its uh, kind of more level playing field uh, approach. And it 
Taiwan is also interested in the long-term you know, effect of the program in these countries. So it's beneficial for the recipient country because on the long term they will, you know, develop yeah, of uh, course. programs on their own. As you noted, this is, uh, you know, this is a place where Taiwan has been present for a long time. This is, you know, in, in many ways it is the obverse of Xi Jinping's foreign minister announcing in 2018 that suddenly the Belt and Road means that China cares about Latin, and the, Latin America and the Caribbean more. Uh, Taiwan has been caring about Latin America and the Caribbean for a very long time. Uh, and I think those established partnerships are ones that are hard to break. And I think China has found it hard to break. That's not to say it's impossible. And Taiwan needs to very carefully guard against uh, ever being perceived as taking its diplomatic partners for granted. Um, similarly, though, I think one of the things that Taiwan needs to guard against is the notion that uh, countries in the region occasionally, uh, not necessarily just this region, any country that has a relationship with Taiwan, there is sometimes an incentive to try to ask for a little bit more and, and play on Taiwan's feelings of vulnerability. And, you know, Taiwan's foreign ministry has a very difficult task. The International Cooperation Development Fund has a very difficult task. They want to genuinely help these countries. They do want to give these countries an incentive to stay diplomatic partners, but they don't want to give them is any sense that, you know, if you just keep asking for more, we'll always meet it. So just keep upping the price. Mm -hmm. Taiwan does not want to rent friends. Taiwan wants to build genuine partnerships uh, and and unfortunately in this world there are there are people who occasionally will try to take advantage of you and in international relations it's all more all the more the case because this is about state survival and overall uh, uh, political outcomes that can be advantageous to one individual or one country without necessarily being a true win-win not the Chinese version of win-win but a real win-win. Mm -hmm. So it's, I guess it's also important for Taiwan, maybe somehow through the development aid, to make the people and grassroots organization in this uh, recipient country be aware also that dealing with China comes with, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty much uh, debt trap diplomacy. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of consequences that are not beneficial for them. So finally, I want to ask you, uh, are you thinking of putting together a similar report that focuses on Taiwan development aid, but perhaps it's, uh, Oceania and the Taiwan's diplomatic allies? Yeah, so I mean, I, I certainly think that um, both I and I suspect if I speak for them, I, I would guess my colleagues would be interested in that. At present, we don't have a plan to do it. Um, if your uh, audience of listeners uh reads the report, you'll see this was a, a pro project that was funded by the government of Taiwan. So in some sense, it's um, ultimately it's up to the government of Taiwan to determine whether or not they think uh, such a report focused on Oceania or, or other countries, whether ones that Taiwan has diplomatic relations with or ones that it doesn't, because Taiwan does get a lot of benefit out of countries that does not have a formal diplomatic relationship. Now, only the United States, Japan, and the EU, um, but also countries in the rest of the world that it does not have a formal diplomatic relationship with. Um, Rand would be ready to have that conversation. I know I would be ready to have that conversation about the value and how you might execute that kind of a study. Uh, but right now, Rand is focused on some other topics. Uh, we would be happy if your uh, listeners have uh, some insights and a desire to fund such a study to have a conversation with them about it. Sure. Um, but I think you're right to say that this would be uh, kind of the right place to look at it. Uh, Oceania is clearly an area that um, China is paying very close attention to, where China appears to be trying to uh, further extend its own influence at the expense probably of Taiwan, the United States, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. 
uh, all countries that have a very strong interest in the overall disposition of countries' political diplomatic relationships in uh, the southern and western Pacific. And if there was an interest in doing that, I think it could be very beneficial, but we'll have to see if that's something that well, a sponsor we, wants to fund. We really hope so, because uh, this report was terrific and it would be great if we'll have another one from, from you. So, well, thank you, Scott. This was a very interesting interview. Please read the report, it's fascinating. And we'll see you at our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you.